Hi, Leon. My name is Dr. Sadiqa Almir. I'm a consultant psychiatrist and I specialize in uh, child psychology, ranging all the way up from um, children to adolescents and young adults. I um, got my medical degree at the Arabian Gulf University here in Bahrain. And I specialized in the United Kingdom, in King's College specifically. And uh, I love psychiatry. I'm very passionate about helping the youth, understanding the issues that they have, helping them with whatever problems they have as a family, and helping everyone care about their mental and emotional well-being. Okay, that's great. Okay, so if you have a background um, of cultural or social psychology, could you talk a little bit? or briefly about it? So uh, basically cultural or social psychology is the stereotypes presented in society and how different cultures are brought up to have certain mindsets and views of life and different definitions of right and wrong, different opinions on how women and men are different depending on their culture and the society they are in. So these are things that are present regardless of how you were raised or the opinions that your family has. It's just something that's present in the culture and the area where you were born. Sure. Okay. So um, do you think um, you could say generally or you could say or we could like specify in the MENA region, uh, do you think women are more susceptible Uh, to be observed or scrutinized as opposed to men? Definitely. I do believe that women are more susceptible to this. And this has been an issue all over the world, but specifically in the Gulf Mina region, as you said, uh, women are usually looked upon as damsels in distress. They need someone to take care of them. They need someone to watch out for them. They're considered to be uh, the weaker gender, and people usually think that women need more help, they need more guidance, they need to be told what to do, what to wear. Uh, Especially here, you know, in the Arab culture, we subject men to be the dominant gender and the ones in control, while the women are the ones who are expected to conserve themselves and act a certain way, or else they would be shamed upon and judged by society. Women are expected to follow the directions of first their fathers and then their husbands, and in some cases, even their brothers. So, you know, men, they're seen as the leaders and the powerful ones, and they are less likely to be judged or uh, shamed in most situations, whereas women would definitely be shamed on those exact same situations. Yeah, and I think you really see that when it comes to, like, social media. Um, and Definitely. Yeah, and if I'm talking about Instagram in particular, so when you were talking about, like, us being, like, this... Um, us being like more targeted for like observation and us like being scrutinized you can see that because um if a woman were to have this public uh were to be a public figure have this like public account or even if she were to have a private account you would like possibly see how that could play off in terms of like um i don't know like um them like seeing their her basically every move because like if a woman were to not wear a hijab then she'd be like judged for not wearing a hijab if she were to definitely wear, if, she, if she were to wear a hijab then and show a little bit of hair then they she would be judged. she will still be judged exactly and it, it's like it's 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 like a never-ending cycle i think that you can also see that when it comes to 
um, Instagram accounts and you can see how that can like play off, you know? Definitely, definitely. Especially with uh, social media, uh, women that put themselves out there and they put their lives on the internet and people are able to scrutinize and see what they do, how they dress, how they interact with their family and even how they interact with men, for example. Some of them are forced to live by a certain image or let's say they come out a certain way on social media and they're stuck with that image for the rest of their careers. People are very quick to attack them. We have so many influencers who started off without the hijab and then have put on the hijab and they get attacked for that. They're called sellouts. They're called like, they're like falling as victims to cultural um, norms. And then we have women who are the opposite, who they were, um, when they were teenagers, they put on the hijab and then after they grew famous and they started to do their influencer work. They realized that it doesn't really fit with their lifestyle. And this is not something they would have chosen for themselves. And they choose to take it off. And even in that case, they're attacked. And once again, it says that they care about their culture, their religion and all these things. So they're forced to some extent to maintain that image that they portray on social media. And they have to keep up with that identity that they've initially chosen to show to the world, regardless of 10 years later, And keep in mind, a lot of these women have come out in 2007, 2008, 10, 12 years later, they're forced to maintain that same image, regardless of how their views have changed, regardless of if they're getting married and their beliefs have changed, regardless of how um, their career goals have changed. Also, they're forced to stick with that same identity for fear of being judged or attacked by the viewers who, by the way, are mostly men. Oh, yeah. Why do you think they're mostly men, though? Because I feel like women are more supportive of each other. They're more encouraging of each other. They're less likely to bash each other for decisions. Whereas for men, it's very easy. For a woman, I feel like where we've had this awareness right now of, of what I say to someone, someone else could say to me or to my daughter or to my sister. So even if we think certain things, we're not so quick to put them out there on social media. But men are, that's very fine with them. And they are very quick to be aggressive and judge these p- women on social media for their personal life decisions. Yeah, I, I was actually interviewing like someone who had this public account and she was saying that like most of her comments come from like negative comments come from men and then the girls are actually... Definitely, yes, I definitely believe that. And I've seen that personally. And even um, people that I've spoken to in their own personal lives, they're not even celebrities. They're just young girls on Instagram and they get the same treatment from the men in their lives. It's always the men who are kind of dictating oh you shouldn't post that you shouldn't say this whereas the women in their lives are very supportive even if they think like oh you shouldn't have posted that they'll they'll tell you in a more private way and not so aggressive manner yeah for sure and i also wanted to talk about something else so um when you were saying like like the certain image or the certain like standard they they're they have to abide by or like be or strive to like follow and sort of this this is this sort of is kind of like an obligation for a female to sort of embody if you think about it exactly yeah and i wanted to ask do you think like like us as like um us being like uh having accounts on instagram do you think like because of that we sort of develop like this guard before we post 
Definitely. I know that for a fact, so many social media influencers, like they all talk about this, how they go through a million thoughts and think about a million different things before they post anything. And even when they post, it's like they're preparing themselves for backlash. You'll see a lot of pictures where the captions literally state, before I get hate, before I get attacked for this, before you all post negative uh, comments on this. It's like they expect a negative reaction more than a positive one at this point. And it just makes me very sad personally, because it's just one of those things. If you're not a fan, you shouldn't follow the account. You shouldn't look for, the, for that content. But there's people who are purposely following that content in order to hate and create an aggressive environment for that influencer. And most of the time, she's just trying to do her job. This is how she gets paid to promote these products. So it's just a very difficult environment, I can imagine. Yeah, and I think um, I think having this guard or like this hesitance to share or po- post is kind of like correlated with um, trying to like even if you were to post something that wasn't necessarily like um, bad or like haram or along those lines, like if it being like not accepted or odd or you'd sort because of this guard you would like sort of like it would be positively correlated with you trying to like conceal a part of yourself or like not share even if it wasn't something that was like something you weren't supposed to share or something that was isn't part of like society's values or expectations you'd still have Mm -hmm. like you know this wall of like I don't want to share a part of myself you know exactly because of a certain fear of how people would react to it how you would be perceived because of it and another thing like I said earlier it's like you could put something out there for these social media influencers and that's what people remember about you that's what people think of automatically when it comes to you You could be so many things and do so many things but people will remember one specific thing and maybe that's not something you want to be associated by or associated with, you know, that's just something you've done and people will use that Danny, to explain your character. People will decide what kind of person you are just based on something they've seen on social media. So I can definitely understand why they are so hesitant and so nervous to share certain aspects of their lives. Yeah. And um, I also wanted to add, or like we could discuss sort of, um, like us uh, being like in this collectivist society, like the in the MENA region, or if I'm talking precisely in the Saudi region, um, yeah, because um, my research is mostly on Saudi, but I think like a lot of things like are correlated with like other. Yes, it's very relevant. Yes, for sure. And um, I was also like the, I through my research, like I encountered that when you're part of this collectivist society where like you all have this specific like um, view, like you carry a part of your culture and you identify yourself with part of your culture when you're a part of a collectivist society as opposed to an individualistic society. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about like how your cultural identity can, do you think that cultural identity supposedly could like overcome or be you'd prioritize that over personal identity or what are your thoughts basically on that? I think honestly, a lot of it has to do with each person's individual personality, how they were raised. I know that a lot of people do feel pressured to maintain their cultural identity and uh, not 
feel like they are being different from what's the norm in that area, not be perceived by people as someone who is against their own culture because people are so quick to attack you for that. And a lot of people are ashamed, honestly, especially in our region, are ashamed of what they personally identify with and what they find right and wrong. Because let's say our culture would say, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. But she wasn't raised to believe that. And just like how her family says, oh, our family is this way, but not every other family is this way. She would also grow up thinking the same thing and having to feel like she has to hide these beliefs and she has to hide these opinions and she has to hide the way that she would normally live her life just because of how she would be perceived by um, the people in her society. Yeah, because when you're stuck in this bubble or this like place, yeah, you kind of like have to not abide by what, like what, what you're raised by, whether it was right or wrong, but whether exactly. accepted or not in society. Exactly. You have to go with what everyone else is doing, what everyone thinks is right. And you have to basically just go with the flow just so you don't seem like you're the odd person out. Yeah. And I also wanted to discuss um, like the power dynamic in Saudi because it Mm -hmm. is. So you have like um, you'd have like your grandparents, then you'd have like your parents and then the husband for the married woman. And then you'd have like adolescents and children there is like this power dynamic and and you see you see it as like this rigid power dynamic in terms of um you try like this social responsibility to basically like represent your family name if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely yeah and i think mm-hmm. go ahead go ahead Yeah, the issue with this power dynamic that you spoke of, there definitely is a power dynamic there. And it's actually a very sensitive issue. It is a very sensitive subject because people are very, they're very quick to get angry about the subject. Like, oh, this this is how things are supposed to be. This is how my father and my grandfather, his grandfather treated his wives and his daughters and all this. Mm -hmm. But it makes a difference in the generation that we're in now. And it makes... It plays a huge role in how things um, in the changing world have happened. Because when you said, when you talked about the power dynamic, I said earlier, like girls are believed, uh, they're raised to believe that, oh, you have to follow everything your father says. And then you have to follow everything your husband says. Or let's say maybe her brother is the one making the decisions for her. She's never in a position where she can make her own decisions, where she is now the most the highest person in the hierarchy, you know? You know how he talks about the grandfather and then the father and then the brother and then the... But where is the woman in that hierarchy? Where, where does she fit in? Where, where is it that she is making the decisions? You know, even when she's a mother, her husband is the one making the decision for her children and her daughter and her daughter, her brother, her, her brother would make decisions for her, you know? So the power dynamic and this power struggle that's very present in Saudi, in all of the MENA region, but like you said, specifically in Saudi, it's a, it's a sensitive subject and it's a difficult one, honestly. And at the same time, you have to consider that different families are raised differently. Like I know families in Saudi who have raised their daughters to be extremely independent, very career oriented. You yourself, mashallah, you have been raised to be so independent, so smart, seeking knowledge, actively going out and trying to make a difference, you know? So my wish is for everyone to kind of get that kind of independence, but obviously it would be very difficult for that to happen. 
Yeah, and I think because this is like very like engulfed or like within society and this this kind of like this kind of like appearance or how it is in the society it's really hard to because it it is kind of the basis of if you think about it because it's like um it's been there for a while the way like things are and it's hard to like things have worked yes yeah and you can see how maybe that could like play off in terms of you having like this pressure this power dynamic to um to represent yourself in a certain way including on social media or on instagram and i think it has a lot to do with you like trying to like trying to physically appear in a way where you're supposed to like fit the standard this norm just for you to like reflect reflect your family in a positive light and i think when it comes Mm -hmm. also like this this pressure that's put on you kind of like makes you not want to like merely be yourself you know yes exactly you feel ashamed you feel nervous you don't want to disgrace anyone by just being yourself and you know you there's a lot of people out there who for them their family's honor their father's honor is more important than anything else and they're willing to be miserable as long as it doesn't mean anyone is judging them or their family yeah, and I think it's very hard uh, for a lot of people to uh, sort of break from this, like, um, this mindset of, oh, you can be yourself and also, like, fit the standard or whatever it is. But because you have this, like, pressure on you, you kind of, like, just want to step back, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And this is why I feel like a lot of women in Saudi are so ready to leave they just look forward to whenever trip they have they get to leave they get to be independent because it's like in my country i'm one person and then outside my country when i have that freedom i'm another person and that's where my real personality comes out so it's kind of like a case of dual personality where it's like who you really are and then who you're allowed to be in that societal kind of you know that culture yeah for sure and i think um because like um women like in the like instagram space you see women tend to have like public accounts you see women have private accounts and they do like um post photos of themselves and and because they exactly. yeah and because they post photos of them you see like this like big space where they, they like people have the opportunity to basically and like criticize and judge and and have this like basically I don't know like this representation of who she is you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ask you do you think because women post photos um and like women have the ability or more frequently like um because they post these photos on Instagram or whatever the social media like account is platform is yeah you think they hold like this higher responsibility than men to represent? Are they the burden of representation? 
See, that question is so upsetting because I feel like a lot of people, if you ask them this question, they would say definitely, yes, women are more responsible for how we look on society. They have their role models for children and they have uh, a responsibility to these children to look their best and post appropriate things only and educational things only. And that's very upsetting, honestly, because men are never held to these same standards. A man could post anything it could be awful it could not be funny it could be whatever it is and people are like oh it's just a joke oh it's just guys being guys and then if someone like a woman posts the same thing it's like what is she representing to the younger women out there what is she representing to this what is she representing to that but at the same time they only think that women are role models for young women and that men are role models for young men if people considered that these male influencers and these adult men were role models to both men and women things would be very different because I don't understand why people think that only women can be role models to young girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's very unfair to them. Honestly, people are very quick to attack them, attack them for this. And you raise a very excellent point about how so many women, honestly, almost all women in this region have a public account and a private account. And this is not something we see outside this region. Instagram was meant to always be public And the whole concept of social media is to be out there. You don't make a social media account unless your goal is to be out there and to connect with different people and for them to see and react to your opinions and what you're posting. But because of how things are in our region, it's like you're forced to have a private Instagram account. And I've seen these accounts. They have five, six followers. I mean, imagine going through the trouble of creating a whole account and having all of this for five people who you feel safe with, who you feel will not judge you. And then outside this region, everyone has a public account and they are posting the most random things. They post whatever comes up in their minds and they aren't judged for it. Nobody really cares. It's just normal. So it just makes me sad. I, I personally don't know any men that have a public and a private account. They either have a private account where they post everything or a public account where they still post everything. It just depends on their personality and how open they are and how much they are willing to share. But for women, regardless of your personality, regardless of how open you are, regardless of how willing you are to share, you don't have that option. You don't have that op option safely. You don't have that option in a safe environment where you will not be attacked for it, where the pictures you post will not be captured and shared and used against you in some way, uh, used against you to talk about your family, how your family has raised you, how your family has given you this kind of freedom. So it's really a lose-lose situation for these women. And they have these public uh, these private accounts where they're always in fear of who might actually see what's on that private account. So it's very sad, honestly, that it's a very... Um, lose-lose situation for them yeah and I think even if you're like not fit, if you're making your account private and you're not fitting like this the sort of standard of what like the Saudi or like Arabian woman should be then you're kind of like accused to uh accused of being like uh, trying to act western or um accused. yeah yes yeah like there's a lot of like She's definitely trying to be like, uh, try, like, um, basically, not athrat bil, uh, bil ajanib or bil ajanib, bil aflam. Oh, yes, this is a very, very common thing. People are so quick to say, 
oh, her family didn't know how to raise her. She's so westernized. She thinks she's in a movie. She thinks she's a white person, like an American or a European person, you know? They, and she's forgotten her roots. And for what? For what? For not wearing a hijab, for driving, for going out without a man being present. It's just very, very normal things that people are ready to attack you for. And obviously, this isn't all people. This is a very small percentage of people, especially in this day and time. People have become very educated and very open and very modernized. But there still is and always will be that certain group of people that poses a threat to women's freedom, to their uh, mental well-being, to their emotional well-being, to their ability to feel safe on these online platforms. Yeah, and I think even like if you're a traditionalist or a conventionalist, whatever you are and you're trying to like if you're if you're seeing someone and you'd want to give them advice or whatever it is it doesn't have to be like an attacking or you insulting them exactly exactly it doesn't have to be aggressive exactly and i think like people being made fun of and they're aggressive like you said and they're always like it's not basically a uh, a positive way to kind of like approach a situation, you know, whatever it is. And you see these like traditionalists and conventionalists when they play off on like the social media or Instagram app, they're not approaching the whatever. If they're seeing something, if they're seeing somebody like uh, doing something that's like methane, for example, إذا مثلاً واحدة she's not wearing a hijab, okay? Okay. okay. Uh, uh, يعني who can wajib lips al hijab, okay? And we that. <laughs> and even if she's not, if she were to not wear a hijab, it's her own decision. And if you were to like kind of approach the situation, or if you want to interfere the situation, you wouldn't do it in an attacking way. It's it's exactly. ما حط الإسلام على هذا. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad when you see like religion play off in culture because yes, hey, because when you see in religion, you see like في في أشياء حث الله فيها للمرأة وفي أشياء حث الله فيها للرجل and then if you see mm-hmm. that play off in culture, you see that if a woman only applied to the women. Yes, or maybe largely enforced, or she's observed more for not مثلاً التحلي بالحياة. Following, yes, yes. And this is another thing about our region specifically, where religion is very, very, very closely tied to culture. In other, let's say, in in the United States, culture is one thing, and then religious beliefs are a completely different thing. You know, you have people who are originally Indian, so their beliefs are very different from the American culture that they grew up with. There are people who are Christian and Jewish, so it's a very two very different concepts. Whereas here in, in the Gulf area, in Saudi, in Bahrain, in all of these uh, GCC countries, religion and culture are one thing. People don't understand that they're two different concepts and you're allowed to have different beliefs. You're allowed to be raised differently and practice differently and follow the rel- religion differently. And in terms of culture, especially women, they are very open to advice, I find, more than more so than men. Men are more difficult in my experience to get through to they are less likely to take advice they kind of take it as an, an insult 
insult and attack. Whereas women, if you approach them in a proper way, in a gentle manner, not an attacking way, in an aggressive manner, they're more likely to listen to you, to actually consider what you're saying, take that into account and, and think about it and actually implement that in their lives. So even if you are a traditionalist, like you said, or you think what this woman is doing is very wrong, no one has an issue with you approaching them privately, respectfully, and giving your opinion in an advice kind of way. I'm sure that they would respond. I'm sure that they would say thank you. Yes, maybe they would even share some concerns and some issues they've had with you. Take your advice on how best to implement that. But if you're attacking them publicly and ganging up on them, because these people, they usually gang up. It's never just one person attacking. It's always a group of people who share the same concept and they're just angry that this one girl doesn't share that same idea, you know, and they're also ready to attack her. So that's what needs to be done, honestly. People need to be more respect respectful towards each other, especially to these people on social media. Yeah, and I think even if she's having a public account and she's not wearing a hijab, then they they put all the fault on her. She's the one that's wrong. But you know what? There's a lot of people in this situation that's that's wrong. You're mm-hmm. you're you're approaching the situation in in an attacking way, which Rasulullah he was always like, when he were to approach somebody, it would always be merely advice. And he, he, he like, like you're doing. If, if you, if you think then you're doing something wrong too. Like it's hand in hand over here. And also even like, I just don't understand why when things play off, She's the one to blame. You know what I'm trying to say? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It's just a very sad situation. Yeah. And I think like sometimes like you see, I feel like we're at this like time and age where we're kind of like challenging this mindset and we're trying to like, basically try to like um, overcome this. But I feel like there's still a lot of work to do, you know? I definitely agree. I feel I feel like especially the younger generation is doing a very amazing job at modernizing um, these views, changing the way not just people think, but the way people approach others. I feel like the younger generation has this idea of I can do what I like and they can do what they like. This doesn't we don't affect each other. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, to how they live their own life. And the younger generation is a lot less judgmental. So this is my hope for the future where the younger generation will change this kind of aspect of society. Inshallah. Thank you, Siddiqa, for being on my podcast and this Instagram slash podcast series. It was really nice talking to you. And thank you so much, Leon, for bringing these topics to attention and for raising awareness and for actually speaking about the things that a lot of people would be afraid to speak about or nervous to speak about i commend you honestly i think you're doing an amazing job and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today thank you